All right, so we're doing this. <laughs> First episode podcast, The Dylan Burns Method. I'm so excited to have everybody here. My name is, in fact, Dylan Burns, and I'm the founder and president of Anchor Fitness and Nutrition. And tonight, we're just going to jump right into it. I am going to tell my origin story or my hero's journey. Pick, pick your poison there on which one you want to call it. I like hero's journey because I think there's a hero in every single one of us. We just have to find it and the journey is how we find that. Kind of like saying the obstacle is the way, the journey is where you find your hero inside of you. And so let's call it a hero's journey tonight instead of an origin story. Or you can call it a backstory, whatever, whatever you choose. But let's get into it, okay? So a little of my history. A lot of you probably already know if you're listening that I was in the military, okay? I served in the Navy from 2002 to 2009. If we go back a little bit before that on how I got into fitness, how I got into nutrition and mindset, mental toughness, that kind of thing. I was a three sport athlete in high school and I knew from the second that I watched a very specific movie that I wanted to join the military, specifically the Navy. It wasn't always a straight trajectory from, uh, I think it was about 12 when I watched this movie. Um, it's called The Rock, for those of you who are old enough to know. Sean Connery. Anyway, <laughs> we'll go into it. Uh, it was a military movie, and I was, it was dead set on joining the Navy. I wanted to go in and do a very specific job. Um, I ended up training for that from, in high school. So these three sports that I was utilizing to get better to better myself to join the military and do a very specific thing. I was football, baseball, track, and then for those of you who have any experience with the singing and dancing side of things, it's called show choir, I also did that too. So technically, I guess you could consider me a four sport athlete. If you consider singing and dancing and twirling people around on stage an actual sport, which I really believe that it was, it was, it was pretty intense. I enjoyed it though. So three sport, four sport athlete in high school. I joined the military, joined the Navy from 2002 to 2009. And it wasn't right away that I knew that I was going to spend probably the rest of my life doing uh, fitness coaching, um, coaching clients and athletes on a variety of different things. Um, it wasn't until right around, I would say 2007, that I actually began to work with sailors on their standards, right? So the physical fitness standards and body composition standards for continued military service. I was working with sailors that had issues with both of those domains. So physical fitness, passing the PFT, and then body composition, passing the height, weight, tape standards. So the mechanisms for that are fitness and nutrition. And so that's what I started to focus on. That's what I started to study in the military. I started to go um, request schools and trainings and certifications through the military. So they would send me to different places to um, learn different things and come back and bring my expertise from these trainings and these schools to the commands that I was at while I was doing these things, which were two separate ones two separate commands that I was at where I did this job. 
and it was really rewarding. I loved it. I loved working with sailors that wanted to get better and wanted to stay in the military because at the end of the day, if you, if you cannot pass your physical fitness standards, if you cannot pass or meet the body composition standards of your specific service, you get booted out of the military and it's not more often than not, it's not a good separation. And you don't want that looming over your head. You'd always wonder, you know, I would talk to these sailors and, and they all, a majority of them wanted to get better. Some were stubborn, of course, you'll always have that. But, but at that point in time, I, I kind of realized that, you know, there, there's a big psychological component to this. And this was back in 2007, 2008, 2009 timeframe ended up getting out in 2009 and that was something that was just super inter interesting to me so I stuck with it um, we'll get more into the story here in a bit but uh, let's talk about how I ended up getting out of the military so I was medically retired in 2009 by no fault of my own by no um, choosing of my own in fact August 13th of this year, 2020, would be 18 years. I was I was in for life. I was going to stay in. At that point in time, I had one dream, one goal, and that was to serve my country, be in the military, and go and help people, help myself, help the country, help other countries in need. That was my calling, and uh, and I, it was cut short. And and that's something that I've had to deal with and compress and compartmentalize and do all these different things until recently where, you know, I started to realize that it should, you know, these should not be, uh, this should not be something I dwell on any longer. I need to move forward with my life. So medically retired in 2009. I had a couple desires when I got out of the military, like I wanted to do things. At that point though, it was, I was lost. I got out as a, as a medically retired veteran and I had no, I had nothing like I had nothing to my name. I had no money at all. The pension, the the temporary disabled retirement list monies, nothing had gone through yet. I was literally out on my own, nowhere to go, no one to count on and nothing to my name. All of the money that I was making in the military was cut short because I was put on the retirement list. My pension took what felt like years to, to even get approved and get money from and and so at that point I was out and, and I just didn't have any direction at all, but I knew that I wanted to open up a gym. I knew that that was a calling. I knew that I could serve people the best that I could possibly serve by opening up a physical gym. And so that was my goal. I started writing, you know, a faux business plan. It was, there was never, uh, there was never any like, I'm going to take a business course and then write a business plan and, and put this in action. This was back in 2009, remember? I had just gotten out, I was trying to figure out what to do and I was just writing words down on paper, things that I thought were really interesting. I had some experience after I got out shortly, shortly after I got out with running a CrossFit gym at the time and getting my CrossFit level one certification. I didn't really have any experience owning and operating a business. And I think that's one thing that even when I got into uh, this part of my life where I opened a gym, which we'll get into here in a little bit, I still had really no experience running a business. And in the end, uh, 
you know, that's the kind of thing that'll come back and, and bite you in the butt. And it definitely did me. Uh, so let's move on a little bit here. Uh, psychologically though, for sure, I was out of it. Um, I was trying, but not getting anywhere. I really just honestly felt hopeless and left behind, probably depressed. I never went and like took medication for it. I never went to anybody to talk to anybody about anything that had ever happened while I was in the military out. But if I could relate to any one point in time in my life where I actually felt like I was depressed, that would have definitely been the time. Um, one of my really close friends and brothers and somebody that I served with on a, on a very close capacity in the Navy passed away in 2006. And, and that, that weighed on my heart and my mind heavily. And honestly, it's, it still does. And it's 14 years later. And I literally think about that every single day and things like that weigh super heavily on my heart. And, uh, those are, those are big motivators for me now. But at the time, all I could say about, about that experience is that I, I had, uh, I had emotions at first and I, I didn't know how to react to them. I didn't know whether to be sad or mad or angry or cry or scream. I didn't know what to do. And eventually I just went numb. Everything just went numb. And, and this was, this was while I was still in. So 2006, my friend Zach passed away. And from then on, even, even going through all these hard times when I got out after I was medically retired, this was a really, really hard time in my life. It was a hard period of my life. And I was just numb to everything. Nothing, in some respects, it was, it was probably a godsend because a lot of the things that were happening, um, were, were pretty bad. Like I was surfing couches. I had no money. I didn't have anywhere to live. If I couldn't surf a couch, I was sleeping outside. If I wasn't doing that, I couldn't afford food or I was getting kicked out of the dollar store shopping line because I couldn't afford to buy a dollar carton of eggs. That guy was getting turned down for jobs because I had holes in my clothes. Like literally it was, it was bad. But I think because I was still just completely numb to just about everything that that I was able to push through that. I was just one foot after the other, picking myself up by the coattails and doing whatever I had to do to survive on a 24 hour basis. That was it. All I had was that 24 hours, nothing behind me, nothing in front of me right there in the moment. And looking back on it, that is a hard point to get to now with everything that's going on, but I'm very grateful for that time. So in 2009, I got out. My friend Zach passed away in 2006 and I felt lost. I felt, you know, that all those things were, were still weighing heavy on my heart. And I was thinking about them on a daily basis. After moving around the U.S. for a little while, um, I couch surfed again, like I said, I was California to uh, Iowa to Arizona to California again to Iowa to back to Arizona until finally in 2012, I think it was, I made the decision to come back to Iowa. And I spent a few years here. Currently I'm in Des Moines or Van Meter just outside of Des Moines, Iowa. 
and my now wife of four years with three kids, uh, we found out she was pregnant. You know, she was a girl, my girlfriend at the time. We were living together in Des Moines and I was going to school at Iowa State. She ended up taking a promotion to go open up a new store. She was at a the West Des Moines Whole Foods Market. So she moved down to Lincoln, Nebraska. Good old Lincoln. Shout out to my friends down there. Had a really good gym family down there and a really good work family. I started to work for Whole Foods Market while I, when I moved down there as well. So we moved down there to Lincoln, Nebraska. I found out Alex was pregnant. So I packed up all my stuff from Des Moines and moved to Lincoln, packed up the, the U-Haul, moved to Lincoln, Nebraska um, while Alex was pregnant. And we ended up having Maximus in Lincoln, which was amazing. All of our, our other two babies have been born here in Des Moines. So that's kind of something cool that Max will always have to talk about with his, with his siblings. So we were both working for a Whole Foods Market at the time. Um, we have Maximus in 2014. And what started to happen was I started a side hustle. Like I started working with clients online. I started with one, you know, one to three, maybe, maybe two. And it was just very simple. It was all online. It was Skype calls for accountability. It was myself writing programming uh, for fitness. And then we would sprinkle in nutrition when and where we needed it. I, at the time I was not uh, very well studied or read up on nutrition as far as other people go. For myself, I implemented and did things and experimented and did all that cool stuff for myself. But I definitely was in no position to coach or, or write a meal plan or, you know, anything crazy like that for anybody else. So we sprinkled it in when and where we needed to, mainly focused on accountability and moving the needle forward with their health and fitness. Began working with clients online. We called that, that was the very first iteration of Anchor. It actually wasn't called Anchor. It was called VFNP or Virtual Fitness and Nutrition Program. And that took off. Like it was, it was a very cool concept. And you can think about it now. There's every program on the planet has an online capacity. They've got Zoom calls, they've got accountability and all that stuff. And this was back in 2014 when there wasn't any of that around. So if we think back to it, if I think back to it, I might've been a trendsetter at that point in time I, because I can't think of any other programs that were, that were doing that. So that's pretty cool now that uh, I bring that up. Uh, I didn't think about that at first, but yeah, we were online. Everything was online. And that was again, my side hustle. My main hustle was my wife and I both worked at Whole Foods Market in Lincoln. And I started working with people online through VFNP. And so what ends up happening there is it, it takes off. Like I'm working with 50 to 75 people around the country. And we're doing this thing where my side hustle is legitimately turning into my main hustle, which sounds very cliche nowadays, but that's exactly what happened. You know, the entrepreneur spirit was born within me around that time frame, And we uh, ended up 
moving again, we moved to Sherville, Indiana. My wife took another promotion within Whole Foods Market. So I was following on our coattails and I was like, well, I might as well apply for a promotion too. So I did. And guess what? I got it. We both got promotions to move to the same store to take on this new role of um, being in a new store and operating our own teams. And what happened at that point was I stopped working with people online because the move, Maximus, and uh, and we both moved out to Sherville, Indiana. And it was, it was great because at that time, I knew without a doubt, unequivocally, that I was going to open up my own gym. And so in 2015, I began working with clients out of my garage. We brought people over, they would train. Again, with the equipment that I had bought and acquired over time, uh, we were running programs out of the garage. And then in 2016, sure enough, you think about something long enough and want it bad enough, you're gonna make it happen. 2016, I opened up Anchor Nutrition Strength and Conditioning, which was a full service nutrition and fitness facility in Des Moines, Iowa. And that was August 1st, 2016. I think a lot of a lot of you listening right now may already know the story, but for those of you who don't, in 2018, we ended up closing the business. So the story of thinking about something, dreaming about something, wanting something so bad, you make it happen, and then we have to close it. You can just imagine the heartache that I was feeling at that time. And I know there's a lot of people out there who have probably experienced this at some point in time in your life, but it's always a little bit different when you go through it yourself. So we closed the gym, closed the business, definitely one of the hardest things I've ever had to do. And in my mind, I was a total, complete failure. And everything that I had been working for the last 10 years since I got out was gone. And that was hard. I still get a little choked up about it because it was, I met a lot of really amazing people there, made a lot of great friends, and was making a really big impact in the community. And I was so proud of everything that we that we created. And it was just all gone at a moment's notice, it felt like. I just felt like everything that I had worked for was gone and it was over. And uh, on top of that, I haven't talked about this yet, but suicide has been a pretty big recurring theme with not only people that I served with, but with friends that I grew up with and with people that I associate with great people don't don't get it wrong these are amazing amazing human beings amazing men that are just fighting a battle that got the best of them and so in 2012 a close friend of mine took his life in 2016 another friend took his life and both of these hit really hard and again i think when this kind of thing happens You just go numb. And when I say you, I mean me. I definitely was fighting to gain my sense of feeling and emotion and just being a human being and being able to express things other than just anger and rage and normal. You know, just seeking a sense of normalcy. 
And every time this happened, I would just go right back to what I already knew. And that was just completely compartmentalize everything. And move forward with life without, without any feeling or emotion or really any, I don't know, thought, thoughts on getting better. Maybe that's not the right way to describe it, but it, it hurts. You know, if you've been through that, it hurts. And so moving forward from all of this, the gym was closed. I've lost some friends. All those things were piling up on me, on my mind, on my heart. And after I closed the gym, I took about three days maybe. I, I distinctly remember one day specifically, but three days total where I felt sorry for myself. I definitely cried. I was upset. I was sad. I was heartbroken. But I eventually picked myself up and went and applied for some jobs. And I got a job as a senior team leader at Target. And I did that for one reason and one reason only. And that was to provide for my family and for myself. Because now closing a business, I had debt that I couldn't pay back. I had bills that I had to pay that I had no money to pay. I had leases on equipment that I couldn't afford to continue to pay that were going into collections and were threatening legal action. Whole bunch of bad stuff that was happening after we closed the gym that I've really never talked to anybody about. So you're hearing it here first. I'm sure there was assumptions, but yeah, all that stuff happens and it sucked. But I went to Target, I sucked it up, I got over my pride and I went and worked retail again to pay the bills. And I did that for a year. I left Target after about a year, went to Lifetime Athletic. I felt like I was ready to get back into the fitness and nutrition space. I was ready to get back into helping people. And so I jumped head in and uh, I, I went into Lifetime, worked with clients, amazing clients. It was a certified personal trainer, a metabolic technician and nutrition coach. And I was kicking butt. And I loved it there, but at that point in time, at a certain point, I had the opportunity to start working with schools, elementary school age kids within the Des Moines School District. And that's the choice that I made to go and do that. And I'm so glad that I did because it's led me to where I'm at now with Anchor Kids. And it's just this huge, amazing opportunity that I'm so grateful to be able to pursue and continue to continue to pursue even now through COVID in the pandemic. Um, so that's when we launched the Anchor Kids Club while I was working at Lifetime and we started to rebuild Anchor. And I was so pumped on that. I couldn't imagine, I couldn't imagine a life without Anchor. It was that word and the feeling I get when I say that and the thoughts and emotions and everything tied to the gym, but not only that, tied to my history, Anchor is obviously a nautical reference to my past as serving in the military. I've obviously been traveled, sailed, and deployed all over the world. So that's, it, it holds a really, really special place in my heart. And I knew, I just knew it, that I would rebuild it someday. And that's when we started, that, that very moment then and there when I left Lifetime to finish school, to continue pursuing Anchor Kids, and to rebuild Anchor. And that's exactly what we did. 
So now there was a transformation that happened and it's really, really clear to see, I think, from the beginning to the end right now. It's 2020, Anchor Fitness and Nutrition, we're about to launch live on September 1st, all of these online offerings, programs, this entire platform of amazing stuff, which we'll get into probably on another podcast in the future. We're launching it September 1st, and that is four years in one month from the day that we open Anchor Nutrition Strength Conditioning, the brick and mortar fitness and nutrition facility. So that's, it seems, it seems too surreal for that to, to happen. Like there's something about that time frame, August, September, October, uh, that is just really, really special to me. So September 1st felt right and everything just fell into place to where I knew that we could launch on September 1st, which is four years and one month to the day that we opened the gym, Anchor. Everything happens for a reason, friends. Believe that. And it's just so, I don't even have the words for it. You know, if there was one thing that I could take away from this entire experience, from my journey through, from the beginning of getting medically retired, to 2020, which is a 10 to 11 year journey, is just that it's hard to see in the moment. It's hard to see the light when you're in the moment and you're experiencing the darkness. But if you experience the darkness of your life, the light is so much better, so much better. I don't know what my life would be like right now if I hadn't experienced all that stuff, I don't know what my life would be like if I hadn't lost the gym or I hadn't had to fight like hell to pay all the debt back from closing the business or I hadn't, uh, you know, sucked up my pride and went to work for Target and, and Lifetime and doing all these things for other people that wasn't moving the needle forward in my life. But the silver lining is that I learned from every single one of those experiences and I was able to see and appreciate the light so much better from being able to experience the darkness that my life had to offer. And so I give praise now that I'm out of it, obviously. It's hard to do when you're in the moment, but I give praise to that darkness, to that downtrodden time of my life because right now in the light, I'm in it. I see it, I'm in it, I'm living it. I'm living proof that there is light at the end of my rock bottom and your rock bottom, in fact, that too. Living proof that every chance that you have to move forward in your life is worth it and that you are worth it and that your time and your energy and your life, all of that is worth it. You just have to keep moving forward no matter what. It doesn't one foot after the other. I said this earlier, you just keep moving forward no matter what, whatever it takes. And that's how you get yourself out of the darkness 24 hours at a time, one day at a time, one step, one foot at a time. That's how you get out of the darkness. That's how you see the light. And that's how you build on what has been taken away from you. And that's exactly what I did. And right now, today, my mindset is stronger than it's ever been and I'm more, more convicted than I've ever been. Again, the silver lining is that what I lost in the past is now what I'm the best at moving forward. Grateful to be here with you guys today. Hopefully you enjoyed it. We'll catch up on the next episode of the Dylan Burns Method.